Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. Hey, Randy. Hey. So this week is is kind of been a fun week and is going to continue to be kind of be a fun week. Um, uh, I've started to get involved with the um, Entrepreneur Center at the University of Florida. Um, yep. through the college of business. Uh, this is all revolving around, um, being named to the Gator 100 for the past three years for, for both different companies. Um, and, and, and telling them while I was there, Hey, I'd like to get involved and, and do what I can to help what you've got going on here. Cause they've got a whole separate, you know, five story building with that's just their entrepreneurship hub. Um, where they've got, you know, an, an incubator going, they've got a women's incubator going, they've got all sorts of different things going on there. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's real interesting, but, um, what was supposed to happen, uh, Thursday of this week. So just in a couple of days, I was supposed to go up to Gainesville and, uh, help judge a business plan competition they have going up there called the big idea. Um, I think that's a, a, a national brand and they just, you localize it for your own local incubator. Um, but obviously I'm not going to Gainesville to do that. Uh, instead, we're going to do it remotely over zoom, mm-hmm. um, technically over WebEx. Uh, let's, let's throw all the different platforms out there and give them all free advertising. Um, and the way this worked is the the center itself or or the the people who put this together um narrowed down the competition from all entries down to the final 16 um and they split those 16 into groups of four and so uh, me with uh, about four other advisors um will get together on thursday and listen to the oral pitches from four of these companies and, and we'll, we'll choose the best out of these four. Um, and then I assume that somebody else will choose the best out of the final four. Yeah. Um, in preparation for that, they sent us the written business plans for each of the four. And, um, it's, a diverse mix is the best way to put it. <laughs> both in both in product idea and in quality. Um, and, and I don't, I, I didn't sign an, a, a non-disclosure agreement or anything, but I'm going to be somewhat vague about the, the various uh, products because I don't have yeah. the, the permission to, to get into deep detail. Um, but I'll, I'll give a general flavor and, and we'll know what we're talking about in general. Okay. So, um, so, so, what, what I really wanted to talk about today was they gave me a rubric to grade these written business plans from, and there'll be a rubric for grading the oral presentations. Um, and between the two of those, there'll be a score, and then we go on to add the score together, and, and I guess that's how we choose the winner. Yeah. At the end of the day, the total score adds up to, let me do some quick math here, uh, 100, 220 total points between written and oral. Um, 100 of those 220 points 
are simply on our own to just assign whatever numerical value we want to it. So a lot at the end of the day, it's going to be up to me to set my own rubric to decide who I think is the best one out of the, out of the four. Um, but I wanted to talk just just a little bit about the different rubric things that, that they're talking about and yeah. and what, what you would think about how, how you would evaluate an opportunity like that and, and things like that. So um, the, the written I've business, never yeah. I, I've never met a rubric I didn't I thought I thought was sufficient. Yeah, of course. For anything. Of course. <laughs> And, and, and that's uh, and that's why I'm kind of glad that they gave they gave the flexibility they did mm-hmm. um, in, in that at the end of the day, somebody could score perfect on the rubric side of it. And I could really score them low on the individual scoring. And it's it's just not going to matter because um, because it's just such a big weight of it. But um, the, the written rubric is is very business plan focused. It talks about. Uh, equal weighting to describing the opportunity, the product, the market, the economics, the marketing, the team, um, how it's structured for venture financing, and and generally the financials. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all very that 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 seems fine. Um, the interesting part, and this is this is not even ten percent of the overall scoring was um, the semantics of the written document itself. And and the, what I mean by that is there's five different categories of pragmatism and realism, um, mm-hmm. completeness and comprehensiveness, internal consistency, writing style, and the professionalism of the document. So that what they're trying to say there is, does the document itself look good? Does it work well? The uh, things like that. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you between the four I've got, there's, there's a wide spread. I've got two that are riddled with grammar errors, spelling errors, internal consistency, just all over the place. They, they quote one number in one place and then in another place, trying to make the same point, they quote a different number. It, it, and, and I don't, I'm not trying to get wrapped around the axle around, you've got to be grammar perfect and you've got to spell everything right. Yeah. But it's distracting. Well, when reading through the document, it's distracting. Yeah. But see, I guess, there's two different levels that, of judging that kind of stuff. And you asked me, before we even started this, you said, am, am I a grammar Nazi? And the answer is no. I mean, if someone gets there, there, there wrong, or um, co- Oxford commas is not sure. their choice, I, like, I'm just going to be like, okay, whatever. Consistency of numbers, consistency of message, and data, uh, that's different. That's not right. that's not grammar. That's hey, you're not your attention to detail is not consistent here um, on the presentation of the business problem and and what I'm supposed to base my your like the validity of this idea on. So right. that that would I I would be much more of a stickler for. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's I, I've written up f- for the two 
I'll be kind. For the two business plans that need the most work, I've already written up my notes for them um, mm-hmm. that I'll go ahead and give to them. And um, and and I try not to harp too much on 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 the grammar stuff. It, the, the point I'm trying to drive across when I when I'm talking about it is. A, this is going to be distracting to some potential future investors. They're going to be reading through it and and they might let a typo or two slip through. But if it's a typo, a misspelling, a, 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 a grammar mistake, a, a something every couple paragraphs, that builds up over yeah. time. And And what it really speaks to for me is... I can understand. We've we've got people. Uh, we've we've got people of of all different types and, and and all different backgrounds, and and maybe English wasn't their first language growing up. So mm-hmm. I, I can forgive some of that. Um, but this is a business plan. This is and and this is for yeah. a business competition. Go get some proofreading done. Yeah, that's not hard. I mean, it, I I literally it. I've, I've got a pen in my hand as I'm reading this. I'm just circling them as I'm going. And, well, it's, it, and, and they and have I missed a couple along the way? I'm sure I missed some, but the volume, the sheer volume of them is like, okay, nobody really looked over this with a, with a eye towards improving this document. Well, the, I mean, I guess one of the things that I would think about if I'm going, if I would be a potential investor talking to a founder, I'd say like, just so you know, this is, this is your job now. Like, it's not like you get funded and then you quit doing this. You're going to be presenting this business plan to potential investors for the entire life of your business and you're going to have to turn around and present these same ideas to the people, the developers and the product team and the exec- like people executing to give them an idea of like what they need to build. Like that, that communication, the person at the top has to present consistent and well-written communications to multiple stakeholders. Right. And it starts with, exactly what they're doing with your system so so that's the the i think the question is like you said what is the source of the problem are they being sloppy do they not know english as a first language which i'm much more forgiving for do they need a proof writer and they don't think they need it or do they not they can't afford it like what's the I want to know why the problem let, is happening. Yeah, let let's drill in on the second to last one you just said there. Do they need a proof reader slash writer and not think they need it? Yeah. So 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 that that could potentially be a problem in that are they willing to seek advice and accept constructive criticism, accept correction for things they need to fix? Yeah. Don't know the don't know what's the case here, and you know what? After I'm done with these business plans, I'll go in my notes. But it's not like during their own presentations, I'm not going to go. Well, on page 32, you you did this with the grammar. No, that's not the point. Um, I won't even bring up in the oral questions 
the the lack of professionalism is what I'll call it with a, mm-hmm. with a couple of these documents. That's not really what the oral presentations are for. Um, I'll put it in my notes and they can decide to listen to it or not. Well, um, I think the question, what I would, to that point, I would be much more curious of, hey, I notice grammar issues. I don't really care about the details to discuss them, but would you accept an editor? Like that's, that's what I ultimately, I want to know. Yeah. And if it, if it were, if it were a pitch presentation where, where for, for financing, where we've got three hours to talk. Yeah. It would come up. Yeah. Um, I literally, they have either 10 or 15 minutes to present and we, the five of us have 10 or 15 minutes to ask questions. Yeah. So that's not the best use of the time there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so like I said, I'll go in the notes, it'll get to them. They can decide what to do with it. Um, but beyond that, I want, I wanted to just kind of walk through each of these and, and talk about the different things I found and different things I thought some of them did well and some of them didn't do so well. Just as I think this is a nice, an interesting discussion around how, how people build businesses and how they think about businesses, um, especially for very, very different businesses um, that really do not compete at all uh, among the four. So, and, and they're just, they just are very differently flavored. Yeah. Um, and what I'm going to do is I put them in an order from worst to first, as mm. far as when I took a five minute cursory glance at them, I put them in the order of what I thought was the worst one and then left the best one for last. Um, just so that if the best one truly ended up being the best one, that was going to um, affect my judgment later on. I felt, whereas if I felt that I started with what I, what, what at a cursory glance looked like the worst one, um, it, it was getting judged on its own merits and not being compared to other things, so to speak. Yeah. Um, that's the way I'm going to talk about them. That is not the order that they ended up in. Um, mm-hmm. I was right as far as the top two are the top two and the bottom two are the bottom two. Yeah. But the order is, is mixed around a, a little between those two. So the first one is, is, and, and I want to try and be as generic as I can here and still get the idea across. I, I don't want to give away too much of, of these business ideas. Um, I, I certainly am a believer that ideas are not unique. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ideas are just ideas, and anybody can have them. It's execution that matters. Um, but it, it's I, I I think I have a a responsibility not to spill too many details. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the first one we're gonna we're gonna generally talk about it as a digital well being application. Um, it, it, it's in the it's in the mold of the, the, the digital well-being stuff that comes on your phone through Apple or Google. Um, but it, it's structured in a slightly different way. A lot of digital well-being applications focus on restricting you from doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more, the idea behind this is more, instead of restricting, coexisting and, and, and enhancing your, your relationship with your device. So yes, not, 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 necessarily being on your device as much, but 
also being on your device more efficiently is the best way to put it. Um, I'll, I'll start with, I'll start with the positives. Cause I think that's the, that's probably the best way to go. Um, this is the one I started with first and it, it felt very uh, esoteric on, on, on just a cursory glance. It felt very fluffy, very, uh, I don't even know the right words, just, just inspirational, aspirational, that sort of thing. And, and I, I was really not clear on, on how well a product it was, how, mm-hmm. how much of a business it was. Um, in reading through the document, the founders truly believe in the premise behind this. That comes across clearly. Um, and that's a good thing. Um, if you've got founders who, who truly believe in what they're doing and have, have envisioned not only the product itself, but building a community around their approach to digital well-being, um, and, and you can feel the passion come through, mm-hmm. um, and, and that, that's a great thing about it. Um, one of the things I did point out, however, though, is if you're, if you're talking about building a community around the product, then maybe build the community first yeah. as a, as a proof of concept for the product. Um, you don't even have to be, go raise funding. You're, you're at a, you're at a state university. You, you listed as we have a good community here that we could build a community around. Go do that first. You don't need yeah. anybody to do that. Go do well, it. Yeah. The, it. Instead of the philosophy of build it and they will come, you, gather them and build it for them. And not only, not only does uh, that, that's a proof of concept. It helps refine what you're going to build. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I truly came around and, and the, the notes I wrote up for this particular business plan were about two pages long because they sucked me in. And, and, and they got me and, and they got me to, to, to really see their vision. So I was, uh, I was much more effusive in my comments and, and much more helpful in my comments and, and suggestive is the best way to put it. And, and we'll see the contrast when we talk about the second one in a minute. And so let me uh, just, I mean, maybe I shouldn't try to guess what they're doing, but this is not about measuring your use of CBD oil or something, right? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> I want to throw it out the window. That's what I do. <laughs> no, this is this is digital well-being. This is not health. This is this is a relationship with your device. But I heard that CBD does everything. Well, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Um, so, so in general, well, well, again, I'll I'll start with the positives. When and I'm just flipping through, looking at my notes. Um, the founders do a good job of of identifying that they're in an existing market, that they're not trying to find a niche that, that nobody's servicing. They're, they're mm-hmm. like, we're entering a market where there's already people, ser- products out there servicing this market. Mm-hmm. We just think we do it better. Yeah, that's fine. And that, that's important because you can either go fish where the fish are and just go get your share of fish. Yeah. Or you go to where there may be fish and you're the only one fish in there, so you're going to get a large portion of whatever's there, but there may not be anything there. Well, so, I, think just, I think that's an important point. Let me just say that they, that attitude is so much 
much more healthy than what I typically hear where I talk to a new founder and I'm like, so who's the competition? And they barely freaking know. Like they can't even tell me who else is doing this, who else has tried it and failed. Why do they fail? Like I almost want to just end the conversation when I talk to a founder that hasn't done the research and understand what the market is like. So that attitude is much healthier, I think. Agreed. Agreed. And, and again, that's part of what sucked me in is I, these guys kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is going to be successful because I, I, at the end of the day, I have my doubts about the product, mm-hmm. but I believe in this team to build something else later, possibly, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So yeah. um, they also had a nice section on personas like we think of personas and user experience, they built out nice four nice profiles of potential users. Um, they gave them little stories. They gave them um, just generally a nice background. So you could see how the product would affect each of those four personas. Um, quick negative on that. They also identified two of the personas as primary and two are secondary. And the two primary personas were a high school student and a college student. Hmm. And, and my immediate reaction was, okay, that's not your, that's not a market that's paying anything. Yeah. Um, another, another nice realism check that they had in here is this at the end of the day, this is an app. This is a mobile app. And what is what is the what is one of the biggest things that mobile apps and SaaSs in general suffer from is churn. Yeah. Um, and they identify churn. They've got they've got like literally seventy five percent churn baked into the plan. Um, again, that's that's probably pessimistic because when you're building a business plan, you want to be a little optimistic, but at least they've recognized it. Mm-hmm. Um, that in general, besides just what I said about the, 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 the belief in, in the philosophy coming through the, those were a lot of the positives, um, couple of the negatives that there was, there's a section in here where there's a heading says value proposition, which is one thing you want to see in a business plan. There's a, va- there's a heading that says value proposition. It's left blank with <laughs> No, no text under it. Like they, Um, they forgot to fill it out. Like they put, like they downloaded a template or were Mm. told these are the things you have to put in a business plan and then did not fill that section out. Um, and in my notes, I'm like, guys, come on. It, It, if you had left the heading out, there's, I would not have gone, well, where's their value proposition? They don't have a value proposition because mm. the value proposition would come through. But leaving it out altogether? Maybe. That, that, maybe that's, where pro- the, that's where the lack of professionalism is. Maybe. The, you know, like when you're looking through a legal document and then there's a pay, blank page, it's like this page intentionally left blank. Maybe that's, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's where they left out. Oh, and then they, they did other things it, similar to that in their financials. There was a line for legal and accounting and it was left as zero. And in, in the plan says, says, well, we'll figure this out later. Hmm. I'm like, well, that is like literally 30 minutes of work to figure that out. 
Go mm-hmm. ask your advisors. They can tell you what their legal fees are in a year. That That <laughs> is not a hard problem to solve. Um, and, and, and really quick, while I'm touching on that, it's funny that the two that were the least professionally written as far as lack of proofreading and, and inconsistency and all that, they're the ones that had the biggest team of advisors, so hmm. to speak. And and one of them's already in a couple different co-working spaces and incubators. I'm like, you you really didn't have anybody look over this? Or if they did, they did as poor a job as you did in writing it? It it, it was weird that, that that it worked out that way. So um wrapping up with this one, is there anything else in here? Um like I said, internal consistencies on their on their cost numbers and on their profit numbers. Um, yeah. And then their, their financial table is just a mess as, as far as trying to figure it out. So, but like I said, this one turned out better than I thought they sold me on the philosophy. They sold me on their passion. Mm -hmm. They didn't really sell me on their business, but I can, I can see that they might be successful at something in the future. Um, Moving on to the next one. This was the most colorful, most uh, glitzy document. So instead of just being, you know, plain word document with, you know, very little color or, or pictures or anything, this is very well, this is very structured in that it's got, you know, some call out boxes on each page and it's got pictures on just about every page and it's colorful and it's things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is almost the most positive thing I can say about this document. <laughs> um, in short, this is trying to think how to genericize this without giving away too much. This is essentially a nutrition AI uh, suggestion app and product. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to get around this part without just saying it, and I don't think it's giving away too much. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. So the the idea behind this is that this is an app that through image AI analyzes pictures of your, the food you're eating, extracts nutritional data from pictures and makes suggestions. Um, I don't know enough about image AI. What I do know is I can make three separate dishes of chicken carbonara, three different ways. Yeah. And they will have dramatically different nutritional profiles and look almost exactly the same. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how this works, but they believe in it. Um, The only way I would think it could work is if you saw, if you did the AI on the ingredients before they went in. Yeah, but how can you do that if you're eating a meal out? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't. So like I said, I, and I put in my notes, I said, listen, I don't know enough about image AI to know if you can extract the nutritional information. I'm extremely skeptical you can, but I don't know. 
You have to convince me otherwise. But um, I said I would talk about the positives first. Um, Colorful document. Um, I'm flipping through to see if I had any other notes written in here that were positive. Uh, No. So we'll jump into the rest. Um, Another another document that had internal consistency problems. Um, A little less, um, a little bit cleaner on the grammar, a little bit cleaner on the grammar. Um, But they still had sentences that weren't sentences, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They still had spelling errors. They still had one particular industry um, phrase that they capitalized uh, three different ways. Hmm. Um, and, and, and these things just for me, at least, and I know this isn't everybody for me that jumps out at me. I, I notice that sort of thing. I've got a pretty good memory and I notice that sort of thing. And if I don't, if I don't know it immediately, I'll be reading through a document. I'm like, wait, that wait. I, and then I'll go back and check. And I'm like, yeah, I thought that's why I thought I thought it was different. So, um, they also talk about the app um, and they insist at least through half of the document on putting app in all capital letters, like it's an acronym or something, mm-hmm. um, which it's not. And yet they do it. So, uh, but that's, that's nitpicky grammatical details. Let's get some more meat here. Well, here, here's um, a question I just want to interject. Do, yeah. do the people that are writing these plans know the rubric no they're told what what uh, my guess is no my guess is they're told what a good business plan should contain why do you ask that question because that's an interesting question because like when i would do rubrics around projects for my students learning how to code they knew the rubric like what are you going to so, be judged? So they paid on? attention. They, they paid attention to the higher scoring things. <laughs> they, they didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> they didn't always, <laughs> but they should have. Like they should have right. known. Now I don't mean the scoring necessarily of the rubric, but here is what we're looking for. Like that's what I'm curious yeah, as I, to. I, I, I I would say I would say any business school and any entrepreneur class or workshops or things like that would be here are the things that need to be in a business plan. You need to talk about the opportunity, the business concept, yeah. the market, blah, 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 blah. Um, here are five templates to go look at. Here are the things you have to have in it. Um, those are the things you're going to be judged on. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the advisor, it's possible. There are some advisors out there going, don't worry too much about the grammar. Yeah. Just, just write it, just write it. Your idea will sell itself. Um, as you can tell, if I was, I would not be one of those advisors. Yeah. I would be like, write it and then give it to me. And I'll tell you what to fix grammar wise so that it's not a distraction to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't expect you, if I'm the advisor, I don't expect you to write it perfectly. That's my job to help clean it up. Um, but anyway. Uh, I will say that for this particular document, four of the five people on the management team are, are Hispanic. There are, there's very heavy traces within the 
um, market and uh, the financial plan of talking about not only North America, but also Latin America. Mm-hmm. So there, there's potentially some, some language issues here. So I'm willing to overlook some things. Um, and that's not judging based on background. That's just, uh, I'm trying to look for why it's this way, but let's yeah, talk yeah. about the, uh, let's talk about the, the, the problems. Um, uh, I'll read you one of the cut quotes from it. We aim for 1.7 million users in the first 12 months. That's it. If somebody told you that, what would you, what would your immediate reaction be? What's your cost of acquisition? Why do you, why is that even a number that I should take seriously? Like, where does that number come from? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, every investment. Randy, every, those are excellent questions. Yeah. So let's talk about their marketing plan. Let me flip to it because this is, uh, this could turn into a three hour podcast if I really go off on this marketing plan but I won't. So I have before me a two page marketing plan. Mm -hmm. It reads like a marketing textbook. It's got every single marketing buzzword you can think of. Mm -hmm. It's got every marketing and sales tactic in here from email marketing, gamification, FOMO, freemium, contests, social ads, influencers. I mean, it, it, it is textbook playbook. Mm-hmm. There's not a single, not one in a two page section, single mention of how this product and the content around this product fits within this plan. This literally could have been taken from any business plan Mm -hmm. this this i read this section and i put the paper down and walked away (laughs) because this section pissed me off um because i'm like and and there are other things we'll talk about which is why this was the final straw Mm -hmm. um i eventually came back and finished it and and wrote up my notes and as nice of words as i could use Um, but really that section exemplifies the hand waving that goes on in this document. Yeah. This document is full of that. This document is full of, and we're going to do this and it's vague and there's really no explanation of detail behind how or why or how they get there. Um, let me let me hit a couple more points and we'll get off this one because I literally I, I could go off on this forever and, and get into trouble. Yeah. Um, they, they list their three main pillars. One of them was zero friction. And this was in the third paragraph of the paper. So I read this, I see zero friction. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Prove it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they start to prove it. It says minimum user effort. It says, even though they can use any device to take pictures, we're going to have a proprietary nutritional monitor that they can attach to their clothing. And my mind went, mind blown, but for negative reasons. I'm like, how do you, in this current 
environment. There's not really a mood among consumers to attach something to their body that's going to be technically always on. Yeah. To take pictures. It just it blew my mind that they thought that was the way to go. Um, and, and really, there's a little bit of description later on about how they build the monitor, so to speak. But there's no talk about how do you tell the monitor to take a picture of the food? Does it just recognize all the food it sees? And if that's the case, it's got the Alexa problem, which is it's always on, it's always watching. So that it can determine what's food and what's not. Um, and, and, and just a lot of hand waving over, uh, my, my favorite phrase in this is patent pending. It, it, they use, they sprinkle. Oh, that yeah, yeah. It's like, and then they've got a picture uh, of the actual patent application. Um, it's like, okay. Yeah, I hear you, but you didn't prove in any of this document that this will work. So, um, there's also, while I, while I feel like the founders believe in this idea, the passion doesn't exist like it did in the first one, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, the, the, the last thing I'll, I'll mention, and, and this, is, this is a good note for anybody building a business plan out there. They use Calm as a milestone for what they're going to do as far as growth through calm. Have you heard of calm the app? No. Okay. Calm C A L M is a meditation app. Oh, okay. Uh, It's actually very, very successful. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a little surprised you haven't heard of it because when I mentioned my, yeah, when I mentioned to my wife, she's like, no, I've never heard of it. And, And I know she and I run in different circles, but you and I run in a lot of the same circles. So I'm a little surprised. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so this is a business that has been funded numerous times. It's, it's been valued over a billion dollars. It's got, let me see, let me read down here. Uh, it has 25 million active users of which 1 million are paid, uh, with a $13 monthly subscription fee. Mm-hmm. That's a significant business. That's a significantly successful business. It's one in a million. There aren't many that can get 13 bucks a month out of your base consumer. Um, So I'm going to repeat that number. One million paid users at $13 a month. It's been around for eight years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me read you the projections of what this particular business plan says it says by year three they will have four million users 30 percent of which will be paid so what they're saying is that they're going to achieve in three years what it took this very successful unicorn to accomplish in eight that is the almost the definition of unrealistic optimism. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 the comparison is fine, but when you compare yourself to be better than 
one of the most successful applications out there. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. And, and, and it, it smacks of, okay, if you're not being realistic here, where else aren't you being realistic? Um, that's really all I wanted to, uh, like I said, I could rail against this, this material plan, but I'm not going to, <laughs> um, at the end of the day, these are college students, so I don't want to beat them up too bad. Um, but yeah, that, that, again, that document has, I won't read the person's name, but let me read you the, the, the bio, a special advisor. He's a serial entrepreneur, which is always a scary word, scary <laughs> phrase. Um, co-founder of software development ventures, technology expert, data science-driven CTO, board member of tech startups and R&D companies, investor and visionary in exponential innovations. That's their special advisor. Okay? So they're getting advice, and yet there are some truck-sized holes in this business plan. Well, that's more, Um, well, what is the advisor giving them advice on? Well, I don't know. I don't know. And, and that's, that's an excellent question. Um, if he can't give them advice on this and I'm not, I, I want to know what, I, I don't want to cast aspersions without, without knowing the, the relationship, but yeah. I'll put it this way between the two. And those are the worst two between those two. I would much rather give a small amount of money to the first one because they may figure something out because they've got realism on their side. They've got passion on their side. Then I, I, I don't want to be anywhere near that second. one. Well, I mean, and I, I think we're going to have to talk about some of these later. I mean, from a time standpoint, but talking about these two. Yeah. I don't, most of these, if you're looking at the long-term prospects of these types of things, yeah, they're going to have to pivot at some point. They're going to learn something about the user base and the problem they're solving where they say, oh, we're approaching this wrong or the problem needs to be solved a different way or the problem is actually way different than we thought. So what I really want to glean from these documents is understanding the end consumer, understanding the technologies available to solve the problems I'm talking about. Do I understand the market? Do I even understand the problem that well? Yeah. And definitely the company, the, the, the business plan making up the, we're going to have 4 million people in three years. They don't understand anything. They're just trying to give you numbers to capture your eye, eyeball of the, right. you know, we're going to get rich quick kind of thing. And that's where I would throw it out is like, oh, you don't understand your market whatsoever. And that's the problem that an investor will have. Right. Full- and, and, and that's, you're right. This is a good place to stop. And, and we'll pick this up on the next episode um, after we've had the orals. And I'll talk about the other two companies a bit. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 there are also two distinct groups. These two are mobile phone driven, app based driven, um, very consumer driven. The other two, one is absolutely a grocery store product and one is a medical product. Mm-hmm. So, so 
they 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 have they they've got very different flavors, and and we'll talk about them next time. But but yeah, I I just I'm gonna go into this this call on Thursday and be like, okay, I I, I don't even know that I'm gonna have a lot of questions for these two. I might play off of the questions from the other judges and see if they're see what the flavor of the questioning is. Um, and I don't even know what order we're going to go in. I, I should look up what order we're going to go in because that'll that'll flavor it as well. Yeah. Um, if it's in the order, if it's in the order that it came in, then it's literally going to go first to worst. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But but yeah, that it. The, the 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 judging and we can talk about this next time too the the rubric for the oral presentation is similar but slightly different um and we'll talk about that as well but yeah i just thought it was again college students writing business plans i don't expect them to be perfect well when you list when you list advisors i expect there to be some degree of professionalism that i felt was missing yeah, I mean the what I ultimately would get want to get to with these student papers is what feedback will you give them that will that's constructive, right? So and, so and, and like I told a, you I told you I wrote two pages for the first one. Yeah, the second one didn't even get to a page because I was having to. Yeah be so careful about my wording. I don't want to crush people's dreams. That's not what I'm here for. But if I've got no belief in what, in you or what you're doing, uh, there's not a lot I can write. Well, I guess here's the thing. Like, let's say I don't, I don't. So for the, for the AI nutrition, AI, like I, I'm skeptical that they can develop something I could take a picture of fried rice and tell me, is it, was it done with low sodium or high sodium kind of thing? Right. Um, soy. But the, but the bigger thing is I, I really have no reason to say to them that you can't, I don't have AI. Uh-huh. I, agree. I agree. So then I want to poke holes in, Hey, let's talk about the real, like, let's talk about the realistic numbers you're giving here because ultimately you're going to get in front of an investor one day and the investor has already been BSed by lots of people before them. Right. And if you give an investor that knows what they're doing, a number like we're going to get 3 million paid users or 30% of 4 million users in two to three years, the investor is going to say, prove it. Right. And then you're not, and that's before you get the money to prove it. That's right. what, what I want them to learn more about. And I want them to like keep going after the idea of show me where AI can figure out some of these um, problems that you're talking about. But let's be real, like show me realistic numbers, structure your document better, um, proofread. Like those are really valid points that would be constructive, but going after the idea at this point is not, I guess. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it's well within my right uh, during the oral presentation to ask 
talk to me about how this works because I know I can put a couple dishes together that that are made differently but look the same. So so how does how, how I think I can poke at it a little, and I think that's a valid oral presentation question. Um, but yeah, it, it it is more about also talk to me about how you got these numbers because these numbers make no sense. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I figured that'd be something we talk about. Um, it's, 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 it's fun. I, I enjoyed reading through the plans, even though they got my ire up a couple times. Um, how, before we ended, I'm just curious, how good are the good ones compared to the bad ones? Significant. Um, significant. If, if I had money, I would invest in both of them. Interesting. Um, they are significantly, they, they are there. There's while there may be a grammar mistake or spelling mistake or two, it's not throughout the document. Mm -hmm. So somebody's proofread it and there aren't the internal consistency errors and most everything's realistic. So it, it's a, all, both of them are solid business plans. Are they solid products that are going to make billions of dollars? I don't think either of them are. I think they'll both be successful businesses. Yeah. Um, which is the opposite of what I think of these other two. I'm not, I don't think the other two necessarily will, but that's to be seen too. Yep. All right. So yeah, that, that was pretty much it. I figured we'd share that and talk about that. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's always interesting to talk about technology application type of development before it even gets to the build stage. So. Right. Right. Definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more about the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we'll, we'll cover those on the next episode and, and that'll also include the oral presentations. We'll do five, 10 minutes on the, these two in their oral presentations, and then we'll move on to the good ones. Okay. All right. Well, sounds good. Have a, uh, have a good week and stay safe. Yep. You too. Later. All right. Thanks for listening to this old app. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by MeganVoices.com. You'll hear from us soon. <laughs>